episode is brought to you by Jing's Mortgage Team. Jing's Mortgage Team is a team of real estate mortgage professionals whose mission is to help anyone with their real estate needs. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, refinance your home, have credit issues, or in need of an investment loan, we can definitely help you. If you're looking for a real estate agent, we know the best of the best real estate agents. Visit the link below for more information. much for coming on oh, joe i appreciate nice you, you yeah on pleasure pleasure <laughs> to have you guys on uh secret sauce with hamilton Lau, a show that peels back the curtains on industry leaders and what makes them successful it is an absolute honor for me today to have cedric and Giovanna, all right mm-hmm. joe for short her friends go with joe <laughs> yeah. uh joe on to talk a little bit about his uh, company and what makes him so successful. I did research on you, Cedric, and your uh, awesome, awesome team. And there's so many instances of family, community, and just looking at uh, uh, snapshots of Cedric and what he's been doing, I can totally understand, you know, get a great idea why it's working for, mm. for Cedric. And I love to have Cedric on to talk a little bit about that. So thank you both of you so yeah, much. Come on, it's an absolute pleasure. honor. <laughs> so uh, Cedric, I would love to uh, dive into a little bit about your history okay. um, because it seems, and, and we talked a little bit about this before we started rolling, you know, family and community is very important to you. Mm-hmm. So has this always been something that has been a foundation in your life since when you were little? Yeah, pretty much. I grew up very close with my brothers and sisters. It was like I said, it was 12 of us. And my mom, my dad, and my grandmother, we lived in a small little apartment, two bedroom, one bathroom. And we were, it was probably, if I look back, it's probably one of the best times of my whole life. Wow. Where was this? <laughs> in the Bronx. Oh, wow. We grew up in the Bronx. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 12 of you guys. And you said two bedroom apartment? Two bedroom apartment. Oh, my goodness. So eight, I think you said you had eight siblings, right? I have 12 totally. 12 siblings. Totally, wow. Yeah. Wow, 12 siblings. Yes. Oh my goodness. In a two bedroom apartment. Two bedroom. Wow. Dad. So three of us slept in the bed together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, it was, but we were very, very, very close. And we were very close in age. Mine, very close to my. To this day, we're still close. Wow. So we were very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you can you elaborate a little more about what you mean by close, especially with that number? Yeah. Because, um, you know, it, it can be a very. Yeah, uh, People have different definitions of what close is. What does close mean, uh, or close in that family environment mean to you? Well, we, even to this day, like I remember when, before my mom passed, every day I talked to her on the phone. It was like no day I would go by without talking to her on the phone. So, and then um, my sisters and stuff, if I called them, I need anything, they will be there. You know, be no question about it. Hmm. And um, so we, 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 we were best friends. And they best friends were best friends. And in fact, my, my wife was best friends with my sister. And we grew up together. I've been knew her since she was like five. Oh, so she was best friends with my sisters. And we, we all we were... You know, very close, and we do anything for each other. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, what position were you in the hierarchy of twelve? <laughs> I, I, I was in the middle. Yeah. Uh, we, I did have an older brother who we all mostly mostly looked up to. His name is Willie. He passed back now, but he was the one that guided me. Um, actually, when um, he's the one that my father was around, but he was like he took a like a leadership role, uh, the first one to kind of get a job outside the Bronx and. And first one to finish school and go to college and and actually when I went to college he told me to go to IBM to work because he had worked at IBM for a little while he actually told me to go which college to go to mm-hmm. and whatever so he told you to get your real estate license he told me to get my real estate license when I was thinking about this is going back a long time he told me to get my real estate license and mm-hmm. when I was 23 before I got married I bought my first apartment mm-hmm. so I bought my first apartment so I I knew the value of real estate. Right, right, right. Yeah, you hustled and yeah, yeah, be able to uh, save up enough money to purchase your own apartment. Wow, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, and really, literally, I guess probably get sold it like three years ago. Yeah. So I had it for like thirty years or so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, like on a, on a side note, with twelve siblings growing up, I mean, would you say that's like you know, all different kinds of age groups with different age friends in the community Mm -hmm. I mean would you say that because you were close with your family that you were in many ways kind of close with their friends as well Mm -hmm. yeah exactly 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 so each of us had friends 
So you imagine 12 kids or five kids, or each of them have friends. So all their friends were close to us. And they all, my house was always packed with kids, packed with people, because I had close friends growing up. And then they were, they knew my brothers and sisters and stuff. So we was like a big thing. Mm -hmm. Wow. So. You, you know, it's like there's some people that kind of, they learn the value of community kind of later on in their life, just mm -hmm. because maybe they're an only child or mm -hmm. they have a small family or they maybe they keep to themselves as a family. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure as a, a young man growing up in this kind of environment, you can see how powerful it is oh, yeah. to have community close together. Would you agree? Or? Yeah, especially when we grew up poor because you needed people more. So if somebody didn't need a loaf of bread, they go out there and see if, <laughs> they you know, if you needed a, uh, somebody need coffee for something, we that's the kind of community we was. It was like, okay, you know, go you help you, we helped each other. I lived in a building, it was only three stories. So it was, uh, I lived on the top floor, the third story. And it was like everybody in the building helped each other. Wow. And so when you didn't have something, you just went and got it from the next person. Anyway. Yeah, that, that reminds me of a really interesting quote from Tony. I believe it was Tony Robbins that said this and that, you know, it's not about uh, having a lack of resources. It's about how resourceful yeah. you can be, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like when you have, wow, that's a really fascinating uh, experience that you had that I'd love to marinate beyond this podcast because it's like, you know, to be able to see you know, all these different people around you. And it's like, wow, you know, if I wanted to get good at Street Fighter, for example, yeah. I can ask, you know, my older brother or sister's friend who yeah. might happen to be good at it, yeah. right? Just like that versus, you know, somebody who didn't grow up in this environment. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, they, you know, kind of maybe take a little longer to kind of figure out. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's great. So that kind of set the foundation for you, you know, I guess for the rest of your life in a way, your yes. perspective on life, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The importance of kind of keeping close together with your family mm -hmm. and your community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. So so you uh, mentioned that you went to school mm -hmm. uh, in the Bronx, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you, weren't, you didn't do too well growing up, but then you ended up landing into NYU. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about that experience? Like how did you go from somebody who, you know, wasn't that great academically to suddenly get into such a prestigious Ivy League school? Yeah. Well, you got to think about back in the day when I grew up, I'm, I'm a, um, the school system weren't in the city weren't really pushing kids. If mm. you only you well behaved, cause always been well behaved. I never was like that. You were moving up, mm. and um, I guess uh, two years before I actually graduated, they put the, they had where you had to pass a writing test, you had to pass a math like the test. You had to, you had, right. Those things came along. <laughs> right, right, right. So then I realized how much I didn't know. Mm. And I realized that, you know, hey, so they say, oh, you got to, you want to pass, you got to, and, but I worked. When I was 16, I worked always, you know, I always had a job right after school. And um, so when I got into college, I realized that I couldn't get into the college I wanted to, but I got to LaGuardia, the community college. I, even there, I had to take memorial classes to get me up to the level. Remedial. But I remedial. But I also then I quit my job. I was like, listen, I, I kind of like nice things. So I like that money, having that little money, go to movies, buy me a pair of mm -hmm. pants, buy me sneakers. But I said, no, none of this. So, so what I, about what the teacher told you? Remember in the class they told you like you would, you don't even need to apply to college because you're not going to get in. Yeah. Oh what? Yeah, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. So I said, well, the, these kids are going to college. These kids are really going to trying to do something else, and I was one of the ones to do something else. I wasn't going to get in college because he couldn't read well, couldn't write well. Oh. So it was like you don't even try because you belong to the ones who are the, yeah. the group of people who won't get into college. Yeah. No, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So. But it, but it made me stronger because it was like, yeah. okay, you know, then I, you know, I actually did in high school, um, in 12th grade, I had my regular classes and I went to classes that I would, like, I was a regional self-study class I wasn't getting credit for. I guess one of the teachers say, can I sit in your class? I went up to a couple of, can I get sit in your class? So I got sat in a couple of classes that I wanted to do better in and I sat in the class. You had to just, work hard. Just that, you know, I sat in the class and I learned and I actually learned, uh, that's, social study was one of my favorite subjects. And economics, so I just sat in extra classes and got. Extra, I didn't get any credit for it, so it was no extra credit. It's just like, okay, I want to sit in the class, and I heard the teachers. Holistically, it's like you are getting extra credit, but it's like nothing <laughs> that's on paper. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got credit. You know, mental extra. Yeah, credit. yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. You, you, you learned a mm -hmm. lot. Wow. So despite everybody kind of almost writing you off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, at least the people that are quote unquote role models at yeah. the time, right? Uh -huh. I can't. Mm -hmm. I, you know, as a public school teacher, former public school teacher, this is. It's very offensive to me that some another mm -hmm. teacher would say that to a student. Mm -hmm. um, but despite them saying this to you, 
what was this is this might be a potential secret sauce i don't know <laughs> like what what was it about you that said i'm not gonna listen to mm-hmm. to this person yeah um this put alleged role model like what was it about you like was there something that clicked in your head that it's just i'm not listening to this person was it a person that kind of guided you along and told you not to listen to it or is it something something else i mean i, I think it's, it was my desire to 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 achieve something in life like i, I just wanted it you know mm-hmm. it's like you, you know, you know, it's just like I, but I, it's I, I did have some downfalls as well too because okay. I bought I bought my first house, and it's it, the house was it's probably the best neighborhood in White Plains, and the house is like today the house is almost two million dollars. Sure. It was a million dollar nice house, wow. but and I and one of the things about owning a house for me was, and I love and I still love to this day. Smelling the grass. When mm. somebody cut that grass, <laughs> it's, nice it's, like, it's like the best thing. And then it's mine, you know, yeah. it's mine. But I, but I think, I think it's, I think it's his drive. Like he said, this his desire to be successful, mm. the inner drive in him. I don't know where it comes from, but I like because even with myself, like if I want something, if I want something, I'm gonna make sure I get it. Right. And I think I get that from him. Like if there's something there that I want. Is nothing that's gonna stop me from having it, yeah. and it's almost like when, when, like when people tell me no, like you're not gonna get it. I'm like, oh, now I'm really going to yeah. get it because you told me no, and yeah. I have something like that in me. I think I get that from you. Yeah. I think it's a. It's, I wonder where you get that from, though. It's probably just having a dream. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just you know. Yeah, I've seen you know my former colleagues. I've seen not very good former colleagues, mm-hmm. kind of like talk to kids in a certain way, and it's like you kind of see like mm-hmm. dreams, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be magnificent dreams or even even the smallest mm-hmm. dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen it kind of like, you know, melt away in mm-hmm. the kids' eyes, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm always curious about that because, you know, when you hear consistently successful people, you know, whether it's Michael Jordan or uh, especially Michael Jordan, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be, you know, uh, Mark Cuban, mm-hmm. you know, there's a sense of like a rebel, yeah. like a defiance, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. a defiance, yeah. that energy about <laughs> yeah. them. You know, I'm always, I always like to try and, and at least, you know, see if I can peel back the curtain on that. Like, what, what was the origins of that defiance? You know, I think what the teacher told me, it wasn't because they were saying they get, they would call themselves being realistic about it, saying like, this is, right. you know, this is, yeah. it's not, this, you, this is best for you. You know, they put a limitation on you and say, almost and say, don't, don't try for this too much because this is not really your reality. You know, and then from that day on, I, I, I was actually my, my wife. I was, I told her, I said, this is what you do. She was my girlfriend. I was like, this is the classes you got to take. But once I learned and I, you know, that, hey, you, you're not in these classes, so you're not going to college. I'm like, well, you know, what that, no, you know. So um, mm-hmm. I think that it, it's also about having a little knowledge. Even to this day, I, I study between five and eight hours every day, mm-hmm. every week. Wow. I, 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 I'm at a class yesterday. I'm constantly taking class. I'm learning. That's why I went to the function today to learn. And uh, my daughter's like, when she came out of it, she's like, I said, that was good, right? She goes, well, you like those kind of things. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, because yeah. I listen to all the mayors talk about their city and, right. and knowing the stuff that they do with the city is like, this. that's who I am. Right, like, right. yeah, I love that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. C- Cedric was kind enough to actually leave a little earlier to, Cedric was actually at a function meeting of the mayors. And he was kind of actually uh, come a little earlier to film this podcast. So thank you again. Um, and I believe they were uh, meeting in the mayors to discuss real estate, mm-hmm. uh, things that are happening within the community. Again, yeah, important. Affordable for, housing. Exactly. Very mm-hmm. important for Cedric and his team, you know. Um, so just, uh, uh, you know, as evidence of your pursuit of constant growth in education, you know, mm-hmm. um, just even like next week, you know, I'm sure you'll you'll be up to something, you know, else to not mm-hmm. just grow yourself, but give back to the community. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's very, I, I, I just, there's a lot to definitely chew and marry, especially for our younger uh, listeners that, mm-hmm. you know, whether they just graduated college and, you know, looking for something to do, or maybe even looking to defy what is the status quo that they're supposed to follow you mm-hmm. know this is definitely a story for you but i wanted to ask you um just to link off of family you know mm-hmm. like community what does community mean to you you know we're talking about education giving back uh you know going to these functions what does community ultimately mean to you oh man 
if I wasn't doing real estate and I can do my whole thing, I would just be just talking to people. I since I was a kid, I was always anytime I knew something, I mean, I would be I would just be talking to them about you know all the behavior. Mm -hmm. do, don't do this and do this and grow this and learn this and guidance. And currently, I um, I mentor four agents, and you know, and, I, and I'm always you know I don't want to be too preachy. So I said to I said to the girl, I said, you know, I don't want to. She said, no, Cedric, I love when you when you talk to me. I love it when you talk to me. I was like, okay. I was like, let's do this, do this, do this, do this, you know, trying to guide people because yeah. life life is tough, and if you learn stuff and you kind of person like I am to to give, you know, to say, yeah, do this, follow this. It's not always gonna go this way, but. You know, do this, and I always tell everybody to work hard. That's all. But if you love it, that's one ingredient you got to do. You got it's no getting around it. You got to work. You know, so put the time in and learn. Because the way the real estate is right now is it's tough. I tell everybody this is a time for you to learn as much as possible. Become an expert. You want to work with multifamilies? Become an expert in that. You want to work with single family co-ops? Become an expert. Learn as much as you possibly can learn mm. on it. Mm. So when this is over. And it will be over one day. You will be ahead of everybody because you know you're educated and you're the expert. Right, right, right. So giving back, you know, it's in many ways kind of helping, giving back to at least your team, uh, giving back to the community. In many ways, it's helping yourself in a way yes. too, right? Because yeah. it's like as a teacher, I, a former teacher, I could totally attest to that too. It's like, you know, kind of planting the seed, teaching how people how to be, you know, in my, in my case, teaching people how to be, you know, upright citizens, like standing mm -hmm. citizens, can good, good people, mm -hmm. uh, functioning members of society. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in many ways going to benefit society, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And in your case, giving back to your team, giving back to your, uh, you know, your clients. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're benefiting and growing the world uh, mm -hmm. uh, in your own way. Now, there was this. Um, I read this recently. It was really interesting. Um, you know, this idea of team and community. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it, I think in New York City, sadly, in New York City, with you know, there's so much diversity. Like I grew up in Flushing, Queens, mm -hmm. and even in Flushing, Queens, with huge Asian population, you have Koreans, you have Japanese, you have Chinese. It's very diversified. Speaks different language, you know. Mm -hmm. So like, it, it's it was it took it took a while for at least me to really establish this idea of community together, yes, yes, right? Yes. Um, just because, you know, nothing wrong with it. It's just, there's just so much differences in culture and mm -hmm, language, mm -hmm. you know? However, you know, I do want to say, like, in many ways, community is like a team. Mm -hmm. And I, I read this acronym, it was awesome. Team, together, everyone achieves more. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like, if we, I, I think as a society as a whole, we all, you know, perceive mm -hmm. community the way Cedric and his team perceives community. I think we can, everyone, achieve um, definitely more mm -hmm. yeah. but but yeah I want to circle back to um, NYU so mm -hmm. NYU is not a walk in the park mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so how was that experience like and how did you transition from NYU to uh, uh, getting into real estate okay um, oh, IBM rather IBM and then real estate yes right? IBM yeah. first I yeah. went to IBM first uh, it was it was a, a, a shocker to me because what the little college I went to it was like um, you know, there's maybe 30 people in the class. NYU, we had like 100 people in the class, mm -hmm. like oratorium class. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, it, it was like, and then, then I had a little doubts, like, can I write good enough? Can I do this good enough? Can I do this? I was mm -hmm. always, I get my paper in, and I was kind of, you know, because mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in, you know, that way. So, so but it, it, I got through it. And then my, my older brother had worked at um, IBM for a little while, and he told me to go there. And that's where I went. I'm Willie, up. right? Willie. Yeah, Willie, yeah, right yes, now. Willie. So I was at um, I started off at uh, actually at, at at night job in security from like um, I was getting off at twelve at night so I think I must started about four and four p.m. four p.m. and it was it was in the Yorktown Research Center at IBM and it was scary <laughs> but I did it then I went to Human Resources then I wound up in marketing you know so I kept mm -hmm. growing and, and growing up. in there. Making a lot of money yeah. at IBM. I went up working at like, IBM and I wound up making good money but even then. It wasn't my passion. It was I was just I was learned a lot, met good people, but I wanted to be in real estate. Yeah. I always wanted to be in real estate. Since I was a, probably, you know, fourteen years old, I wanted to be in real estate. So I'm fortunate because a lot of people work jobs that they they, they don't love. I love this job. Mm. I look at this I everything mm -hmm. about it. 
I love it. So, yeah, so I when I finish watching HGTV, yeah, I, I, I'm always like I. This is my. I talk real estate all the time. This is why. This is mm-hmm. why I do. So it's good if you can find a job for the young people out there that you love. Then mm-hmm. it doesn't become work, and mm-hmm. you don't want to like to be good at it. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like oh, I gotta get up in the morning. No, sometimes I'm up at five in the morning. I'm usually I'm an early person. Today I was up at four thirty. So and I'm looking at real estate. And if I go to bed, uh-huh. I go. I'm doing real estate, you know. Okay. So it's um, nice to do what you love to do. And I think it's a lot of pressure on um, those coming out of high school to choose what they love at 17. Mm. I mean, you don't know what you love yet. So I mean, I you know, like if I could go back, I wouldn't have went directly into college. I would have took my time to explore yeah. more. And I think that's like what he's doing. He he loves what he does. Yeah. So that's the goal to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I want to say I, there are a lot of younger people, just to follow what you're saying, um, a lot of younger people that kind of come out of college or even hi- high school, and it's like, oh, I want to get a managerial position, mm-hmm. or oh, mm-hmm. I want to get a six-figure job. But <laughs> I, I want to say, like, and this is something that's consistent, too, to all my guests that I have on, mm-hmm. they have humble beginnings. They, mm-hmm. humble, they, they realize that you got to kind of pay your dues. And mm-hmm. I want to, you know, definitely touch a little bit about uh, that security job, right? Yeah. Four to 12 security, yeah. not exactly the most <laughs> glamorous job, right? Yes. Um, I mean, you know, can you talk a little bit about that experience? You know, just how it helped you kind of. Uh, shaped you and how you know the, the value of paying your dues. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, you know, we had to have this big clock, right? That you punch around, you go through around with the whole place, and you punch around. And it's, if you guys know Yorktown Heights, it is dog. <laughs> I'm a city boy, you know. They, they don't want they don't want the lights. I mean, literally, people in the neighborhoods would call the research center and say, "Cut the lights out. You got the light on." You know, we had to cut the lights out. So they, they, and then the guys I work with, they knew that I, I wasn't like, God, this is dark. I, knew I had to do it. So um, <laughs> I remember one time, they, you know, you had to go into these little rooms and clock these things. So they, they, they put a mask on. <laughs> these guys, you know, played a joke on me. And I, got like, <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> like, I almost had a heart attack, you know? Oh, my goodness. So, and then you work weekends and you work right, nights right. and you, and it was and nobody there on a Sunday. It was like a big. You had to go around. It was like it was terrible. But I did it for like maybe yeah. almost two years, a year and a half. So, so um, just to paint a picture, a better picture. What is this like in the in the woods somewhere, or yeah. is that like in a factory? Like how, how does this? Yeah, it's nothing much. It's it's very dark around there in the woods. Oh, okay. And like in a rural, the rural, rural, yeah. rural area. In fact, we saw when I saw a deer. I mean, we'd be like, oh, that's a dog. A dog. No, those are deer. You know, it was like you know coming from the city. Rabbit, yeah. Raccoons yeah. and all that stuff around there. So it was. Um, and then both of you too is boring. Not wasn't challenging or anything. Right, 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 right. But I knew I, you know, I had to do it. I, I, I wanted to have my own place already. Yeah. Um, I, had, I, had right. a, I had a purchase, and um, I had to make money, so I, I did that. And then I got promoted to human resources. Wow. It's like you know everybody starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I did security as well. It is so yeah. man. I gotta walk around. <laughs> I, I did the. Uh, uh, 12 to 7 shift. Yeah, okay. It's like 12 a.m. to 7 a.m. shift. Yeah. So it was like overnight thing. It's not a glamorous job. Mm-hmm. So I could totally relate. Like yes. it's, but everybody has to start yes. you know, somewhere, some, somewhere mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. um, it's important, you know, I think to recognize that, you know, especially for our younger generation, because it's like, you know, the the most humble people are, you know, could be the server that you're serving, but yeah. they're starting somewhere. They could be your next, mm-hmm. you know, Mark Cuban, you know, like. Like mm-hmm. everybody yeah. starts somewhere. So mm-hmm. I, I would encourage, you know, uh, younger people definitely like, you know, try different things out as uh, Joe was saying before, mm-hmm. like try different things out because mm-hmm. you never know and you gain a lot of skills just trying different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wanted to uh, uh, dive into your experiences with uh, IBM slash real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's a that's a pretty cool experience. Mm-hmm. What did you do with IBM? Uh, uh, eventually I wound up in the marketing department oh, okay. uh, and a little salesy in marketing. So I wound up doing that, um, and then actually it was a little pr- time period where I, when I left IBM, I was trying to write a book. I actually wrote it, but it, I didn't want to publish it. I didn't never wanted to publish it. It's about 300 pages. So I, I wrote a book on um, literacy. I have a brother that's illiterate. So I wrote a book, a little, it was, it was a, a, a mid-age, so maybe a teenager for book. A little boy was illiterate. And he would have dreams on different things. Like he would have dreams. He went to a funeral, and they wanted him to read there. He would have dreams that his sister was playing jump rope, but she was singing that he couldn't read. You know, and he would have different dreams about reading. 
And then at the very end, he we found out his mom was illiterate too. Oh. So he never learned how to read. So I, wrote, I did that for about six months. And then I decided that I wanted to be a tennis star. <laughs> <laughs> so, I play, so I was playing tennis all the time. You know, play, I had a couple group of people. We played tennis. We played tennis. We played tennis. I still... <laughs> And this was in your early 20s, right? Yeah, okay. my mid 20s. Oh, mid 20s. Okay. Yeah, I was playing. I was playing tennis. I didn't know I was gonna be a star, but I just loved playing. Trying different mm-hmm. things, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I even then, in the back of my head, I I knew I wanted to do real estate because I actually bought my first place at 23, and then, then at 25, I was about to buy another one, and wow. then we decided to leave the Bronx to come up to White Plains, mm. and we came to White Plains. Wow. I I wanna uh, actually touch a little bit on your aspirations to be real estate because as you mentioned. Um, you know, you had this the seed planted and this kind of this bug that bit you when you were 14 years old, yeah. right? I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what happened when you were 14 that made you, I gotta get into real estate? This, this is what it's about. <laughs> Probably like most people, I just love. I didn't, I, you know, I I never really, I didn't live. I lived that it wasn't really really poor, but it wasn't, you know, so. Probably just loving houses, you know. People, a lot of people get into real estate. It's a lot more than that now. I know, yeah. I realize it, but just loving houses, you know. Right. So, right. Um, that's probably what it was. You know? Okay, okay. Yeah. Just the fascination of being in that industry and yeah. how maybe the structure, how like you know yeah. how it works. Yeah, and then now I know I realize how much helping people to buy houses, helping them get through the process, and then it's nothing better than that. Then yeah. you know, they, they buy a house, and so many people send me stuff that you know mail and I have videos and it's all mm-hmm. subject subject you know yeah. and I'm so happy for them and and, and they have their parties they invite me to a cookout on the grill mm-hmm. and they just, it's just wonderful it's yeah. gratifying it is it's rewarding it's yeah. rewarding yeah. it is like when you help someone buy a home and they yeah and then you explain it to the kids oh, yeah. that we go to there every year and go tell the kids you know that you can buy a house you can and then they build equity and you can and this is how you do it and and then you know, out of the 25 kids, two or three of them already said they, they these kids are like, what do you say, 12? Mm-hmm. So they say, oh, I want to be a realtor too. I want to be a realtor too. You're like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, you, awesome. I'm like, but as soon as you get to a certain age, come and work with us. You know, and I'll show you how, I'll show you the way. You know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's nice. I'm gonna do. We're gonna do that every year too. Yeah. So hopefully the yeah. same kids, we'll get to see the same kids over yeah. and over. That's you know, that's inspiring because you know when we think of community, a lot of times it's like you associate you know, culture or mm-hmm. social, the social aspect of community. But then it's like, community is a geographical location, yeah. a physical location as well, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense, you know, like at 14, is like you're surrounded by this community and family. And it's like, it makes sense that you get inspired about pursuing something with mm-hmm. this because it's something, I think it's very special what you've experienced, you mm-hmm. know, having all these siblings and really getting this advantage of, experience exposure to um to the again advantages of being involved in Uh the community Uh you know um so that definitely makes sense Uh, yeah um i gotta say uh as far as your successes now you know um would you say that it's attested to hard work or luck or something else what would you i i I never believed in um luck Mm. I, I, I always believed in hard work. Things happen because you worked hard, but it's not luck. It's it only happened because you worked hard. So if I, if you know, like last week on Friday I went on a three million dollar listing, it's not because it was luck. It was because we sent out a letter to somebody. So it's, you know, and it's, I don't believe that you know some things might happen by chance, but most of it is hard. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. Uh, we do. I do everything. You know, we do everything as a family. We do everything, which is me. And this business, uh, we're working, you know, but it's, it's for us, for me, it's not work, but we're doing letter writing, we're doing mailings, we're doing door knocking, mm-hmm. we're doing open houses, we're doing, you know, everything you could possibly do. The phone calls, I'm making phone calls an hour, an hour and a half a day for six days a week. So I'm doing all of the activities that you're doing. Today, we're going to go around mm-hmm. yeah. and get flyers out. And so, and when I first start, started, it was even, we did that. <laughs> I mean, I was at the train station cold at six o'clock in the morning, giving the flyers out, making mm-hmm. you know flyers for people and 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 stuff. So we it's hard work. Um, like anything else, you have to work hard. But you, if mm-hmm. you love it, it makes it a little easier. But it's still hard. It's yeah. not. It's not. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I am almost at a point where I'm gonna stop. I want to stop asking this question mm-hmm. because everybody tells me the same thing. But I want to ask just to reinforce. Yeah. That. And mm-hmm. it's like almost every guest that I have on, they tell you, you know, that they tell me something similar. Yeah. You know, like very, very rarely. I mean, maybe it's not the professional shooter that you know. Sometimes you know external factors may cause yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the 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 target not to be shot at. But for the most part, everybody for the most part says hard work, it's mm-hmm. diligence, it's everything that comes with consistency, mm-hmm. you know, and, hard work. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's like almost like what you think, what maybe younger people think it's luck, really isn't luck. You kind of planted the seeds like yeah. years ago or mm-hmm. months ago or whatever, and it kind of just, it, you're seeing the results of it. Uh-huh. People come and they say, oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, oh, well, you, <laughs> I, was here, I was here Sunday making phone call, I didn't see yeah. you. <laughs> you, were, you were here. So I, I got the listing, yeah, well, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just hard work and it makes it easier when you, when you like it, but it's, it's hard and especially joyful because I have my team. My wife, you know, I got home yesterday, last night, uh, probably around 8, and uh, I was, you know, winding down a day. My wife was like, she was still writing letters. She was still getting the letters out. <laughs> you know, she, was, she had them all over the, the, the whole the bed, place, the whole yeah. the bed, getting them out, you know. So um, I was like, okay, she was like, you know, she's working hard. We work hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, working with Cedric. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, work, working with Cedric is like work. You're not getting one realtor. <laughs> you're getting the entire family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's powerful. Yeah, my wife is a special ed teacher. She's, oh, she, yeah. awesome. <laughs> she's, but she has a real estate license. My yeah. son has a real estate license. Yeah. Of course, my daughter, her and I work mostly together. Mm-hmm. And she has a real estate license. She's been working with me for like eight years now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight years. Yeah, I wanted to to dive into that as well. You yeah. Know? Like, mm-hmm. So how is, how is it like working with the family? I'm sure, you know, uh, there's interesting stories that yeah. does come up, but what's yeah. it like? I would say it's nice. It's nice working with family because um, there's a sense of this flexibility that you don't usually have mm. when you're working outside of you know the family. Also, you know who can say that they spend this much time with their family? Most people don't, mm. so it's nice to be able to have that bond too. And um, yeah, it's it's really nice working with with my family. I enjoy it. Mm. The only thing I say is to my dad, I'm like, Dad, the only thing, you, <laughs> only thing you talk about is real estate. It's not real estate. Her, my wife, my wife said the other day. She goes, Okay, I'm, just, I'm talking to her about you know planning and mm-hmm. whatever. She goes, Okay, listen, no more real estate. <laughs> 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 so my daughter, she goes, so No more real estate. Mm-hmm. We're going to a function on Thursday. Um, uh, we're part of the networking group, and um, um, in the they, they, we, it's, I joined it about. Just before COVID, and it's actually all the landlords in mm-hmm. Westchester County. So it's about 30 different landlords that own buildings, wow. mm-hmm. and we they, we get food and we get drinks and mm-hmm. and we meet with them once a month, you know, sometimes twice a month, and different banquets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I tell my wife and, and my daughter, and hey, we get we go on Thursday. Well, are you telling us last minute? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, listen, yes, yes. you know it's, it's coming up, so <laughs> it's uh it's really nice. Got to have it in nice places and everything. Get to meet good people. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So I see uh, on social media, I see a few you know videos mm-hmm. of community engagement activities that you guys did mm-hmm. together. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, so Javon, I wanted to ask you, like, what does family and community mean for mm-hmm. you? Um, I mean, is this something that you've experienced and seen, you know, growing up uh, in yeah. the family? Again, oh, yeah. I'm sure you can't get away from it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like in, in, mm-hmm. in, entwined in <laughs> Cedric's life. It you know? definitely is. It <laughs> definitely is. Yeah, he's definitely like. He's one of those, you you know, people that are like family first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely grew up grew up that way. Yeah. Um, I think as I continue to get older, you know, I tell him, I'm like, listen, family's important, but you know, also you also get to sometimes choose your family, mm. you know, and it also depends on how people treat you. That's important as well. You know what I'm saying? So I think that as I get older, like I'm, I'm finding my own groove on what it means to have family, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um, the sense of community, for sure, like something I think that's always been in me, mm-hmm. um, probably just knowing that, you know, my dad grew up this way yeah. in a poor way, and his family has always driven me to, to you know, educate others about that. Like yeah. even in high school, I remember being in a, um, a class that was, um, it was like, you know, it was called Super... I think it's super, I can't remember, super, I can't remember. But it was like an extra credit, like, you know, a college course. And in the class, they were asking, you know, can those who are in a community, can they break out of like a bad cycle mm. to, to get more? They question. have the opportunity to get more. 
And, you know, I probably was the only one that was a minority in that class. And everyone in the class was like, no, they have, you have the right, you can find a way to be successful. And because, you know, of my dad's upbringing, I'm like, that's not true. Mm. Because if all you know is what you're in, then how can you get out of it? You need someone to kind of say, this is what you can do. You know, to plant the bug in your ear. Teachers don't care. The community doesn't care. Who's going to want help you to do more? So I think that that's definitely something that has happened to him. So he's able to, he's taught me about that and has inspired me to definitely try to do the same. I think um, he had a great idea about, we never got a chance to do it, but he wanted to do with the youth borough in White Plains. They have, they have, the youth borough is excellent anyway. We, I, you know, I was in, I was involved with the youth borough as a child mm. and they uh, have. What is the youth borough? What does it do? Uh, so they basically is an outreach program for White Plains. Oh, okay. For kids. For oh, children. Okay. Cool. And they help the community and they have all sorts of events and all sorts of things. And they, I mean, it really is an excellent resource. White Plains does a good job with that, I have, we have to say. But you went to. No, no, no. No, so he wanted to um, do something with them, with them where he takes children who may live in poverty and, and take them on a tour of mansions. So we have, we have these kids uh, that live in um, the projects. Mm. And every day they walk by the Ritz Carlton, mm. which is a condo meeting with White Plains. And they got $10 million apartments there. And I said to him, I said, well, well, these kids maybe never saw the apartments in for. Mm. You know, maybe they've been the $2 million apartments mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And they walk by every day, but they never been inside. They don't know anybody inside, never been inside, whatever. Wouldn't it be nice if we were able to give them a tour mm-hmm. to, so they can see that inside that building? This is a possibility so, of what you can have. Yeah. They don't even you know. know. Even if you don't want it. Just that you walk mm-hmm. by there and you can go and see it. You may not want that, whatever. So I went mm-hmm. to the Uber and we tried to put something together where... They, mm-hmm. We can they get the kids to do a tour to see, yeah, this, that's been to a see dream what's in there, or even the house. Because if you ride it on a school bus, you come on the project. You ride, Wyoming Plains has these nice affluent neighborhoods, so you ride on a school bus. You know, wouldn't it be nice for them to just go in one of those houses that costs 1.5, 1, 2 million, yeah. 3 million, mm-hmm. so they can see what it looks like in, mm-hmm. inside? Right. Yeah. Because you, know? you may, you may not, you don't know that it's attainable. If it's, you just see it on TV. Exactly. You don't know that this is something that you can actually. You can see the doorman, see the pool, see the locker, see the gym they have in the, in, the, in there, see how the, mm-hmm. the rooftops are. Yeah. It would be, you know, wouldn't it be nice to get to go in there and see that, mm-hmm. so the kids could be like, yeah. wow, yeah, 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 you know. So. Yeah, just to follow up with what uh, Jermana was saying, uh, you know, I totally agree. I think that you know, uh, when you have a specific kind of upbringing. Mm-hmm. You kind of, if nobody else kind of, you know, gives you a different perspective, you kind of chase after that kind of life because that's all, you, that's all oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of like, you know, just perceiving it on, you know, the, 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 the negative side. But then there's also positives to that too. Like just looking at Cedric, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I can totally see, like it seems that you're growing up in this community environment mm-hmm. and just this value of unity in the community together, helping each other grow. It's like, we, I can totally see that with your business today. Mm-hmm. What are the communities that you service? And I don't even want to say communities as if it's like, you know, broken up. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're you're servicing a community as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's what's the areas that you service? Uh, I do, uh, we, of course, we live in White Plains, so we do White Plains. We also Westchester have- Westchester County, Cabo County. Right? Yeah, we do the Bronx, we do properties in the Bronx. We do on property right now. We have up in Middletown. We have, we sold property Brooklyn, in, in, Orange. in Connecticut. We also license Connecticut. Yeah. So we, we do for all of us, but we do seminars uh, on different things. Yeah. We do um, client appreciation. We have clients come in and mm-hmm. they bring who they want to. We have a party, a little party. We did um, over this year, we did about six of them. Mm-hmm. Or we yeah. pay for food, and have oh, a yeah. Yeah. yeah, have drinks and stuff like but, that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think and we're the most, like in terms of community, I think the, we're probably most involved with Westchester County, mm-hmm. only because we live here, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we did. We have a YouTube channel. We do a lot of stuff on education. Um, so we we do a lot of stuff on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'll li- I'll link that information in the description as well. Now, um, I want to ask you, what would you say is the hardest obstacle that you ever had to overcome and how did you overcome it uh, what it could be personal it could be professional something that again our viewers you know if they're going through something similar and they can 
get something out of this, you know, mm -hmm. hopefully, uh, they, maybe an account that you had and an experience you had, they'll be able to utilize to uh, overcome theirs. Okay, so there's a couple of things, but I'm gonna go one. Sure. Um, and then I have, um, so I mentioned to you about the house I bought. Mm -hmm. So this house is like, it's English Tudor, my, my favorite style of house. Mm -hmm. So it's an English Tudor house on the best block of White Plains. I mean, there's literally, from my, the house I had, uh, two houses down, there was a house for sale for $2 million. Okay. So this is the house I, I bought. 9-11 came. Mm. I lost my job. And my wife had my wife had her own business, about 15 kids. IBM? You lost your IBM? No, there, was, there was another job at that time. Oh, okay. I lost my job. Okay. And my wife um, had, prior to that, she had about 15 people and two people working under her. As a daycare provider. Daycare provider she worked at the house. On her own daycare. She came down to one kid. Wow. One kid. And I, we were at a restaurant, uh, PF Chain, and my wife's, I told, I was going over to my wife, and now I'm paying about, my expenses about ten, twelve thousand dollars a month. So I said to my wife, listen, before we lose the house, let's sell it. Mm -hmm. So my wife started crying, and we sold the house. <laughs> we sold the house. Mm -hmm. And then I told my daughter and my wife, probably about, you know, three years ago, maybe more longer than that, when I want inspiration, because the house is in White Plains, I drive by the house. Mm. <laughs> Probably now, maybe three or four times a month, I drive by the house mm. on purpose. Wow. That was a big blow. That was a big blow. Big blow. I always wanted my own thing, on my house. So, two years ago, I bought another house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I renovated it totally. Mm -hmm. I'm in the house now. We're still renovating it. But I, you know, I bought another house. But I, that was big there, and also yeah. I have, and it is some mm -hmm. personal things I have mm -hmm. that I promised to myself, which I, I actually have it in a, a little brown bag. I wrote down some things that I did not want, mm -hmm. and when I grew up, my father had an alcohol problem, so that was one of the things I wrote down is that, and then after, um, then. In, that never to abandon my kids, to have my kids in the house, right? So to this day, I probably had this in my, it's a, a little black case, I still have it in there. That I didn't, these are the things I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I, my wife still says, you know, hey, I, we, we, we didn't have to sell the house, but I thought we had to because it was like, either we, we didn't have the 12,000 a month, but we, 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 we learned from there and, you mm -hmm. know, it's not the end of the world and it's, it's material things. Yeah, I, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I think, you know, the generation of gratification that we're kind of in, right? Like social mm -hmm. media generation, everything is so instant, right? Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, you know, once I've received gratification, what I've, once I've received success, mm -hmm. you know, I've arrived. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you kind of put your feet off the pedal. Like this, this, this impression that you can, you're allowed to put your feet off the pedal now. But for you, it seems like, that was a ever, correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like that was an ever-present reminder mm -hmm. that you have to always keep your feet on the pedal because mm -hmm. once you take it off, mm -hmm. you could potentially lose your house, another yeah. house, mm -hmm. or, what, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or another, you know, something else that you, ha you might lose, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I, I find like, especially uh, successful people, they have like a similar account, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, d different stories, of course, but like a, a, a similar um, content of, you know, making sure you continue do the right things. Uh -huh. You never really, you know, kind of done. Uh -huh. Done. And you're right. You never really fully take your feet off the pedal. Uh -huh. um, and I guess you know what makes sense from this uh, this account that I'm hearing, you know, today throughout this whole podcast is you know it's chasing after your your passion first because you know then it's easy to take yeah. your feet on the uh -huh. gas, uh -huh. right? Yes. 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 <laughs> um, and, and help other people too because prior to if I wasn't a realtor. Yeah. Um, I probably would be a financial planner. Yeah. I did that for Forbes too, because I always saw how people use, that's why I'm doing mm -hmm. the seminar on credit, because I always saw how people use their money, especially people in our poor people, buying stuff that, like sneakers and different things like that, and not know, not building wealth by owning something or mm -hmm. buying stock or being a stock market. I would say, okay, you like Disney, but, but, but get a share of Disney. Cedric, um, what would you say is something that continues to drive you to succeed. You, your uh, your team, I mean, I think 
and our viewers can probably infer at this point what drives you to succeed, but I'd love to hear you know, your thoughts on this. Um, you know, other than uh, to doing what I love, to just love to do it, I probably, I'm just me, you know, I would never retire because I, this is what I love to do. Um, so I, I don't think about that, but I also think about um, my family, uh, my, you know, mostly my son. You know what's going to happen to him in the future, and and actually I was looking at something that was really really good on on, on Sunday. It was a father who had a son who was autistic. Mm -hmm. So he went to a certain degree. So he opened up a car wash place, and he hired all autistic kids Aww. to do it, to wash the car. And now he's on his third car wash wow. for his son, and he 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 left something from his son, uh, which is which is, you know, I, I think about that. You yeah. know, you know. So leaving something for my son. Okay. She can take it herself. <laughs> <laughs> she got a husband. She can take it yeah, herself. But, but ultimately <laughs> leaving, but ultimately leaving something for future yeah. generation mm -hmm. type of thing, yes. right? Yes. Wow. You know, and I think, you know, just to follow up on what you were talking about, where they were started out as one car wash led to three. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, you know, it, I can infer that they're successful. That's why they're able to open mm -hmm. three. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I would also like fathom that. You know, when a company commits itself to helping others, whether it's family or community, that is always the ingredient to longevity mm -hmm. because it's always. like you can never run out of helping people. Mm -hmm. Everybody always needs help, mm -hmm. right? Yes. You know, versus the, the company on the flip side, companies where it's just like, you know, yeah. I'm just going to make a deal. I just want to, you know, I just want to close. I just want to make money. Mm -hmm. That will close their doors yeah. extremely Quickly, yeah. that no, kind of no. mentality. So right? we're, we're religious people. When we, when our congregation, where we go to, uh, we mm -hmm. bought, we, we we go to sh food shopping. We bring food wow. for them. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, you know, we, 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 my wife done. You know, we had a woman that, you know, say, can you get twenty dollars at the ATM for her and gave my wife the card and we, she went to the ATM. There was no money there. My wife gets gave her the twenty dollars, but act like it was, you know, act like it was, it was there, but it wasn't there. Yeah. So we're constantly thinking about how we can help people. Even in my house mm -hmm. now, like how we can have friends over and feed them and help them. And yeah. then we also had a woman that was homeless for a while and the mm -hmm. house I had before. So she had three kids, we brought her in the house, we let her stay there, she yeah. got on her feet, you know. We, yeah. we always thinking about how yeah. we can help. You For know, sure, yeah. He's been, he's been like that. I would say even before you, you started studying or anything like that, he was, he was always like that. Yeah, and my brothers and sisters, they all they they like that too. They very they much need, like that. They like that. Or they need something from me. Hey, here's. Me. And I think and, uh, it, it probably now thinking about it now, it did come from that community where you, that's what you did. You helped each other. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, they have that. And like, even that's instilled in me to always looking for a way to help. Mm -hmm. How can we help? So, so people borrow my car now. They ask, okay, I said, can I borrow mm -hmm. your car? Yeah, come and get it. Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And I was talking to my wife and my daughter about it. I said, hey, you know, we drive the car. Maybe we should give it to one of my yeah. friends, you know, that don't have a car. You know, yeah. I'm thinking about it. Let's give a call to him. Because mm -hmm. you know, even if, of course, it, does, it drives around fine, but even if they have to put a little money into it, it's not like buying a whole buying car. A car yeah. I was like, let's give a call to him. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> he needs it. Right. You know, right. We don't use it that often. You yeah. know? Those who are successful, I, I do feel that a lot of times the driving factor is their family. Like, mm. we've heard um, very like successful like agents speak, and they say, um, you know, my driving force, my it was that I wanted to buy, you know, my mom, she always struggled and I wanted to buy her a home. Mm -hmm. That was my it. Like it's, it's always, or the, their kids or like for my dad, it's my brother. It's always something connected with family, mm -hmm. you know, because you want to take care of your mom, your dad, or your spouse. You just, you want to be there for your family. Mm -hmm. I think that's usually, that's what I find that mm -hmm. that's the. And then now I'm thinking about it too. It's not really it was an accident for me because uh, my father was always family. Mm -hmm. Like my father's like you know family. You, you know if I came home, where's your brother? Where's your sister? You know whatever the case may be. And I remember one day mm -hmm. it was raining really really hard. I mean pouring down raining, and my nose was bleeding. And my brother, my older brother, he had he took his shirt off and he put it on my face and he was banging. He walked me home and, I, and the whole way home from where we were at school, I had my eyes closed because it was raining. Pouring down. Home. And he got us home, and my father always asked when he got home or whatever it was, where's your sister, where's your mm. brother, where did, did you, you know, whatever. And if you had something you didn't give your brother and sister, you, you, whatever you had, you gave them half if you had to, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, when I got my first job, I had to 
give my brother money or I had to give him a present or because that's how he was. He didn't do it for me, though. My brother didn't do it for me. <laughs> but I had to do it for him. So. Little brother, right? Yeah. Ah, yes, he does. But I, you know, you, you, you hit on some great points here, both of you. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, I think our culture perceives, like, you know, the money makes the, then you have the luxury after you get the money to think about helping people. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, now I have to think about the rat race of how to get that money before I help people. Mm-hmm. But then it's like a, a strange, what is it called, a paradox maybe? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like it shouldn't be like that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the other way around, right? Yeah, yeah. It's helping within the process of helping people, being real, good, being a good person, helping out the community, mm-hmm. you know, putting the foundation of helping others first. Mm-hmm. The money just naturally comes mm-hmm. because everybody always needs help. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. a matter of identifying you know what you're passionate about mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Like if you find something that you're passionate about that mm-hmm. uh, that you can make money off of it you'll always make money um it'll just be a matter of you know which industry to get into to make the most money right yeah. but mm-hmm. definitely with that foundation it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. extremely ex- extremely important so are you guys open to uh, having realtors join your team or at this point yeah, we, we always open. We always, you know, we, we always open about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, you know, the, yeah. You know, the, the grow and somebody that, you know, one of the things that, you know, we, we had my, uh, one of the things they always ask me, the people I mentor is, well, hey, I want to learn, I want to learn, I want to learn, which is fine. I'm mentoring them. Um, but you got to work hard. That's the other thing, too. So you got to contribute something. You can't mm-hmm. just carry, oh, I'm going to, you know, ride it like that. You have to right. contribute something. Mm-hmm. So when you say contribute something, can you elaborate a little more? Like uh, uh, it, it could be like I, the people I mentor, I had them do a lot of work, which is mm-hmm. which, which is good, and they did it, which is mm-hmm. good. I had to go to the train station, give out flyers, what they did in the morning. I, you know, they would ask me questions like, "Is this networking?" And I, could they, they say, "Well, if I go to a restaurant in my neighborhood, and I go to, you know, a nail place in my neighborhood. Is that networking? It's not. It is if you <laughs> go all the time and you get in the car and you talk to the owner. Yes, it is if you bring your clients there and you talk to your owners." It is, but you just go there one time. It's not networking. Yeah. So you need to network with this group yeah. here, and you need, you need to figure that out. And, and I specifically asked, you know, what do you mean by contributing? Because it's it's a it it's consistent with the community. You yeah. know, it's like giving out flyers, going and talking to local businesses. It's like they, you know, people that work with Cedric has to be community inclined, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. It's just natural. It seems yeah. like with your company ethos, right? Like yeah. anything else is kind of like, you know, why? <laughs> you know, it would conflict. Yeah, you know. Yes, yes. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be sure to include uh, your information, um, uh, social media sites, okay, um, your YouTube link as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a realtor that's looking to contribute to the community, you know, Cedric. Is interested of course the team is, is always welcome to have you guys if you are uh, looking to buy a home or even sell a home and you're looking for an agent that is community oriented if you're looking to buy a home and you know you want to feel the sense of family and community and what it's like to be involved in family and community mm-hmm. you know this team is your team yeah. um, but Cedric uh, Giovanna thank you so much thank for coming you. on yeah uh, it's you. an absolute it's pleasure yeah. I really appreciate you guys it's it's again it's an honor I think you really uh, gave a lot of jewels to our viewers so thank you thank you again brought to you by Jing's Mortgage Team. Jing's Mortgage Team is a team of real estate mortgage professionals whose mission is to help anyone with their real estate needs. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, refinance your home, have credit issues, or in need of an investment loan, we can definitely help you. If you're looking for a real estate agent, we know the best of the best real estate agents. Visit the link below for more information.